Welcome to The Goddess and the Medicine Woman with Melissa McHugh and Sydney Decker. In this episode, Melissa and Sydney dive into financial abundance, systems, money, and manifestation, looking at ourselves, changing our stories, and focusing on the possibilities of change. Come on in and join the conversation. Hi, Sydney Decker. Hi, Melissa McHugh. <laughs> yeah, so getting into it. Lots going on. We have happy Mercury uh, and retrograde. Yes, happy, happy. We have a lot of that happening with our um, internet. So, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, whatever. Hopefully, everything sounds good for the people. And um, yeah, we were supposed to have a uh, uh, guest today, but that must something must be happening with their Mercury retrograde experience. I don't know. <laughs> their life. So they're not here today. So we're just going to talk. And what we were talking about before um, we hit record was a lot to do with financial abundance, um, money, that kind of thing. And it's it's a, a thing that we all struggle with. I know I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times our money represents our worth. And what it is that we find, like, we're always using money to pay for things or to get something or to have access to something. And it's this big barrier in a lot of ways where it's not a negative thing. So I'm starting to get to this place where money is not negative, but the framework and the perspective and how we utilize money is an issue. So, like, for example, if you don't Actually, this just came up for me. Okay, so I'm not on Twitter, so people can correct me if I'm wrong because I've only just recently read about it. But basically, um, Elon Musk took over Twitter. So Twitter's called X now. It's not called Twitter. It's just called X. Oh. And it's a platform. Excuse me. Yes, I see you. My dog just nudged me really hardcore. Um, so basically, like, when you get the little blue check next to your name, it means, like, you're someone. And... Um, <laughs> And now, before it used to be based on, like, followers, mm. and, like, you have so many followers, and you're kind of seen as something, so then you get the blue check. I'm not exactly, exactly sure. But now, basically, Elon Musk on Twitter has removed all blue check marks, but you can get a blue check mark if you join his membership and you pay money. Mm. And so now it's become kind of like a little bit of elitism. You know, if you have a blue check mark, it means that you're part of something and you have more access to certain things. So that's what I'm saying is like money has become rather than like an energy exchange, which is supposed to be just a representation of an energy exchange. It's become this thing where it is money over people. Hmm. And it's all about, like, how much money you have in your bank account tells you if you're cool or good right, enough or, or good worthy. Enough. Yeah. Or worth something can... in this world. Which yeah. then makes you look at yourself and feel bad about yourself. If you believe in those systems, if you believe in all of that, then you can just look at and say, oh, God, I, I'll never be able to get a blue check mark. I'll never be good enough for that because I... I don't have any money. And then it gets you into the spiral of living in a, from a place of lack instead of abundance. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's like how the world really operates around money. So like, for example, if I was sitting here right now 
And I tomorrow I wanted to fly to Bali and I wanted to ride on elephants and I just wanted to try really good Thai food and I wanted to go do really cool things. What's my block? What's my first and foremost block? Well, I don't have the money for that right now. Yeah. So that stops me from living. That creates a limitation for me. If we didn't have, if money wasn't a block, I would go and do those things. Seriously. Yeah. I would go and I would book a flight tomorrow to go and just experience something that I've always wanted to experience. Right. But I can't because money is an issue. And I have to pay off my debt and I have to eat and I have to do all these things. And, but. I'm living from this in this matrix matrix of lack, which has been built around you when you're born into it. And you're never taught how to get out of that or how to what what am I trying to say? We're not taught how to overcome that, I guess. No, we're, um, we're not taught how to overcome that. And then we're also given companies and we're we've created systems which a lot of our power and our authority is given to systems. So even people who are working in the systems are giving their power and authority over to systems. Because example two, I called someone just to kind of get like, I wanted to maybe get a big loan to pay off all my debt and have one consolidation and one payment. And I call and I'm talking to the guy and the guy's like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, Oh, I mean, talking to you, you seem like a really good person. I'm sure if we sat down, like if it was up to me, I totally would do this for you. But the system is run by a certain type of percentage. And if you don't meet those qualifications, then the system just says, no, you're not, you're not worthy enough. So it's kind of like, even it's like, but why don't we talk human to human anymore? Before you used to be able to go to a bank and even if you were in the worst position ever and you didn't have a credit score or whatever, but you were just like, listen, I need to feed my children and I I, I will put up collateral, whatever it is. That person would say, you know what? I've met you. I believe in you. I've seen where you're at. I've seen where you live. I know your grandmother. I went to school with her. I'm going to do something and I'm going to put this money in your pocket just because. Yeah. Nowadays, it's we, it's like that guy, we don't even, we give our authority and our power over to systems. And, and then who, if, yeah, there's no like who is the who's the overlord of the giving of the money. We don't even know who these no people one. are. There's no it's the corporation. It's the LLC. It's the incorporated. There are no people up there. No. Yeah. It's a system. And as long as they're and I'm telling you, they're probably and not every single one, but I'm telling you some of those people are outliving their lives because they've created their part of the system where their pockets just getting filled. So they don't need to check in on the system because the system is working for them. Right. So the system is working for them. And as long as they wake up every day to $10,000 just got deposited within 30 seconds and then now another 30 seconds and now another 30 seconds, why would they go check that? That system is working for them. Yeah. They were but taught, they were taught how to work that system, how to live in that system. They were born into um, maybe a family or something that that was like, okay, well, this is how we live and this is how it works and this is what we know. And you don't even have to be born into it, though. Like, say you did start at the bottom and you work your way up and you were, you came, you're one of those people that you came from nothing and you decided to become something and now the system's working for you. Why are you going to question it? It doesn't matter for the, what I'm trying to say is, the system doesn't work for 85 to 90% of us. 
as a whole. It works for 10% of us. Why would those 10, if you're part of the 10% that it's working for and you're waking up every day and it's working for you, why would you question if it's working or not? Right. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah, if I do. you finally get to that 10% and it's working for you, you yeah. finally got there. So you forget yeah. that you were once the 80, 90% that it's not working for. And so well, you personally, kind of- I would question it because personally, I I have compassion for everybody that's not in that 10%. I want everybody to be up there with me. That's why I would question it. I mean, I can only imagine that I would. Would I? Well, I would hope so. I, re- I would hope. How do you know, though, that that I know there there's got to be something inside of me that if I was me, who I am now, and I figured it out and I got to that place where the system was working for me that I would still not enjoy being in that system because yeah I figured it out but it's only up here and I want everybody to be up here with me so how can we fix that I'm just talking about me personally as a human being I would hope that I would still want to change the system right which is the starting point so this is the this is how the human brain works because I I would love to think that too about myself but we're coming from the opposite end of where the system isn't working for us right so we can tell that the system's not working for us because we're swimming in the ocean in which the system is not working for us right I'm saying that some of and I'm not saying that this is an excuse they're swimming in the ocean that the system is working for them Right. They don't have the idea or understanding that the system is no longer working because once you swim in an ocean for long enough, their family's taken care of, their children are getting to school, their little tiny world is taken care of. And if they're not someone who's doing the work, who thinks about themselves outside of the egoic realm, then they're not going to think about the compassion because they could be giving away to charity. Because I've met some rich people who are like, well, I give away to charity, but they're not really helping to fix the system. Right. They're kind of giving it so they can say like, they're working well, within still, the system. I still care. I still have this money and I'm giving it to these things, but they're not really helping the system. So to go back to your point, I don't know, right? Because I'm not yeah. you. So I don't yeah. know. But I do know that if every day you were waking up and ten thousand dollars is getting deposited eventually you would just become comfortable with that where maybe you would help people but then you would just also just be comfortable in that right that is working for you and you'd be looking out for your family and here and there you would give and whatever it's like that's why the system itself needs to be dismantled because the right. human being gets comfortable yeah and then it lives in habit so yeah. it's not like the rich are these evil there are some i'm not going to well, say sure. that there's not but some people are just richly ignorant. Yes. Some are born into it. Some get there finally. And then now it's like, well, I had to work mm-hmm. my way here. So mm-hmm. you got to work your way here right. because that's what I was taught and that's whatever. Right. And some of us are taught. And then some of us believe that we're not worthy and we can never get there and that we are yeah. to be trapped by the system. So there's so many and not even and if you look at the systems that take care of us too because a big thing if that a lot of people have a lot of issues with is medical insurance car insurance home insurance these are all things that are by law required but when needed do not show up for you right 
usually under unless it's very like circumstances. So you can't say you have had cancer or a heart condition or diabetes or a pre-existing condition. More than likely, a, a insurance company isn't going to take you on right. because they know that they're going to have to pay out for you. You were created to pay out and take care of me. Right. So why are you not doing that? Because yeah. this it's money first, human being second. Same thing with car insurance. My car insurance just dropped me because someone said that they got hurt or injured during an accident that they didn't get hurt or injured in. And they had to pay out to this guy like, I don't even know, thousands of dollars for a small, I hit like the back tail end of his car and like my car was caved in and he had a scratch. Like, I'm telling you, but he wanted to take advantage of that. And so they dropped me because I've been paying them monthly for five years to take care of me in an instance that I will need car insurance to take care of me. But as soon as I needed them, which I legally am required to have, they dropped me because they had to pay out. They had to help me. So that system, I needed you. The system says, when you need me, I'm not there, but you continue to fill me up. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the things it's like we get put into these systems a lot of times that were created so long ago. For some reason, I really don't understand car insurance. I really, really I don't, don't think anybody I does. understand health insurance. Yeah. I understand health insurance yeah. and I understand home insurance. Yeah. Because natural disasters, yeah. you get sick. The car insurance and it being a legal requirement. Yeah. That to me is like, I really, really, really don't understand that. Yeah. No one could explain it to me because I yeah. really still won't. But because then they also own, like, act like they own your car. Because if you don't have a car insurance, and it's reported, then they take away your registration so you can't drive your car. Yeah. So it's crazy. Don't get, I, we could have a whole episode of car insurance, guys. <laughs> but what I'm trying to point to, and this is the thing, is like, I don't want people to think that I am, because I just met and I had a talk with my neighbor and we were talking about a lot of stuff about the world and different things that are going on and systems. And she's like, yeah, but you know, like, isn't just isn't this just the world that we live in? You know, I don't want to get caught up criticizing it mm-hmm. and judging it and complaining all the time. Like you just kind of have to go along with it. And I said, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I'm not criticizing it, and I'm not judging it. I'm paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference here. Do I get passionate about things that for I'm trying to set boundaries with? Yeah, for my whole life that I that we're all waking up to, to set boundaries because we're trying to take better care of ourselves, but I can't set boundaries with a system. Yeah. And that's where I'm frustrated is because I'm one person trying to make a change. I've called my car insurance up. I've talked to them. Well, this is how it works. And this is the (laughs) law and this is our system. And this is our system. This is our system. Okay. Well, give me a human being to talk to, not a human being who's behind hiding behind a system. Let's talk to the human being that created the system. Guess what? That person's dead. Yeah. So then why are we still allowing the system to hurt our, our us? Yeah. It's no longer helping us. I don't know one person that these systems are really, really helping, not even the rich. They yeah. just, like I said, are kind of living in a world where they're just, they can't see it because they're living comfortably. That's well, great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's I don't want anyone to not be rich. No. But I want yeah. people to start paying attention to yeah. the systems in which we are giving our power and authority over to because they are the new narcissists. Right. Because as soon as you, I'm telling you, if you ever date a narcissist, as soon as you need them, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. What do you mean? Exactly. You need me. Exactly. You've been wiping my ass, yeah. doing my laundry, cooking my food, doing my dishes, always there for me all the time. Now, all of a sudden, you need me to pick up your sock that fell on the floor? Nope. Mm-mm. Can't do a thing for you. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to bring awareness to. And it's that simple. Yeah. When we ask these systems for help, are yeah. we helped often? Right. And these are just questions. So I just want people to start paying attention because when we can start to pay attention and we start to ask questions and we start to change our perspectives yeah. and we actually start to show up and help each other, then the systems are no longer in control. Yeah. We can it's, create our own systems. Yeah. yeah. And and change our minds around the need for systems. I think there are definitely systems that systems in themselves are good ways to do things. We can put things down on paper and say, let's, it makes things easier. People then know what to expect. It's not all like, every man for himself out there running around on the street, not knowing, you know, what's going on. So yeah, it's not systems per se. You know, I mean, I like myself, I like an orderly um, list of ways that I'm going to, what I'm going to do here. I, I do. I like to have organization and different things. I don't mind systems of, of doing things, but it's the mindsets behind the systems, I guess, you know, that we come in to these systems, depending on what our family, um, has been living. So you're born into a family which has been uh, navigating these systems and then they have their own points of view. They teach you the ways that, you know, they believe that their mindset, their, um, you know, feelings about things are, and then, then you grow up in that. And that's just how you navigate the world. You know, you navigate this, this matrix and these systems that are part of it. So then if you're somebody that starts to look around and just say, wait a minute, this isn't serving me. This never served my family. We're in this state of lack all the time. We don't feel abundant. We're always worried. We're, you know, all of these things. So then what do you do about it? You know, then you start to have to find your own way and change your mind and your belief systems and all, you know, your core beliefs about things in order to move out of that. You know, and that's the whole thing, I guess, is just starting, like you said, to just pay attention. First noticing, is this working for me? Is this working for anyone? Does this, this ever worked for my family? And even if you are with uh, in a family that the system does work for, are you comfortable with that? You know, like, am I comfortable being comfortable when other people are not comfortable? Mm-hmm. You know, you can just start looking at it from any point of view, not even just from a so-called poor, impoverished person's point of view, but from any point of view and just look around and say, all right, is this serving mankind, human beings, the planet? Is it serving anything? You know, and just come to your own conclusions about that. 
you know? Yeah, I think that's where it starts, the awareness, mm -hmm. the awareness of it and the questioning and the wondering. Yeah, because just because something was created doesn't mean that it has to operate in that same... We're not driving around horse and buggies anymore. You know, we've allowed our cars to catch up with our time. Granted, they're kind of outrageously expensive in certain ways too, but we've allowed technology to catch up in a lot of ways and we we tend to work with that and help that to better support us we have had the same systems in place financially as far as the medical care system goes as far as car insurance goes as far as even like food stamps like all those things go in a way for since the great depression since like the new deal basically is like what i get when that new deal by FDR or whoever, when he put all those in place, we are still operating from that lack mentality and that not a lot of stuff is here and you need to gather all the milk cans together and live and ration and, and do those things. And we are still living and operating in that lack place, but everything is getting more and more expensive. Right. So we need to relook at the systems just and like the image that I get of them is very old, rusty, like, you know how like, the clock, the yeah, it, it's like, all, all like, rusted and it's and like, yeah, squeaking and, but everybody yeah. still just comes up once in a while and pours a little bit of oil on and hopes to God that it just keeps on going because we don't know what else to do. You know, and we're yeah. afraid that if these systems break down, that it's all going to collapse and then what? And then what? And that's the whole thing of um, staying in the uncomfortable comfortableness instead yeah. of moving forward. And it's just the, the big I mean, we there. had a really, this is the thing, why why doing the work is important. And it's important because gritting are all of us to a mindset that is aware because COVID gave us a really great opportunity. And for the first time in a long time, we all came together as people and we did it for a year and we were supporting each other. People were, the economy was actually blossoming. People were buying things they finally could after because they were getting the money and people were getting happier and they were getting healthier and they were starting new jobs and they were starting to go back to school and they were starting to get more creative and they were starting to have less stress. Yeah, there was the fear of you could die if you step outside and breathe in air, but whatever. You know, there was other things that were helping and the financial system. And we all had a break. We all had a breather. And some people came out of that really good. And other people came out of that going back to the same place that they were because that's what you were taught. I mean, of course, there was times where I had a high and then I came out of it and I'm at a low. And a lot of us are now at the low because as soon as that, it was like, here, we can have a whole new world for six months to a year. And then now it's back to the corporations being in charge and the systems. And now all the creditors want their money back and all the loan people want their money back and all the corporations that lost a bunch of money want their money back. And everyone just wants money, not realizing and recognizing the way that the world, the oceans were cleaner, the parks were cleaner. People were actually happier. Did we distance? Sure. But we would smile at each other and wave at each other. 
we were helping each other. We had less fear about if we were going to be able to pay our bills or not because that wasn't a thing. If you couldn't pay your bills, you weren't going to be evicted. We just had someone had a six-hour shooting here in Pittsburgh because the guy was being evicted from his house. Not because he had a hostage, not because he had drugs, maybe he did have drugs too, but was because he was evicted and then he was shot and killed after yeah. six hours. Yeah, because he didn't have anywhere to go. It's like, I, I can't leave my house. You're going to make me leave this house. Then what am I going to do? Go live in a cardboard box on the street? That doesn't sound good. Okay, I might as well have a shootout then. That's my alternative. You know what I mean? That's what it comes to. For some people, let him minds. stay in his freaking house. And you know figure out I mean? a payment plan or I don't know, yeah. maybe he was really behind a year. Maybe they did something else. But then there should be some type of place, not just this is the system. And if you can't fit in the system, then you're yeah. on the street. Then yeah. there's a place where he could go and stay for a month. Right. Well, and then have an opportunity to go get into this. these these places that they have these big, huge no. rooms where everybody's on a cot and you got, you know, the murderer laying next to you and the you know what I mean? Like you're not. No, nobody wants to go to those places. No. Nobody wants to go to any of these places that are set up if you're down and out. Because it's no. just basically like, yeah, exactly. You're not <laughs> you're not being so, supported. There's no like mental health care there. There's no like, hey, let's help you get back on your feet. There's nobody showing you, you know, what to do and, and all of that. Don't even I get mean, me started on our justice care system because believe it or not, I was arrested and I talked about that and I'm someone where people would be like, what you were, I was treated like trash. They were mocking me. They were making fun of me. The guy came up to me while I was in my cell because I was throwing, um, clothes outside because I didn't want the person in my house to be in my house anymore and it, straight out of a movie sure the crazy girl is throwing the clothes out the window and the guy the guard at the jail as I'm breaking down whatever turns comes up to my thing and goes well when you get out you better go home and pick up all those clothes you threw out <laughs> so that's not this... supportive that's not like anybody being supported after you know, no. something, something. And happened. then I had a female judge and I tried talking to her and she was the rudest person ever. Granted, she has to be in a male patriarchal society. If she doesn't act that way, if she acts like a woman with feelings and emotions and looks at another woman who is having emotions and telling her that that's okay, then she's ostracized in this system. She's not allowed to act like a woman in those, those, uh, but that's Moments. the thing. There's no femininity in any of our systems is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because granted, I'm sure that there are people that come in there that are like, you know, and I have the sob story, but they yeah. were really manipulative and hurt someone. And now they're playing the victim. I right. get that. And sure. I'm sure a lot of people come in there and do mm -hmm. that. But then let's get to know people. Let's right. get to know the situation. No one asked me any questions. I was not, I was allowed to say my name and that was it. And then she went into all this stuff. She could care less. This, 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 I stay away from him. Um, then I tried to file for, uh, like extra help, you know, it was denied. I didn't get the extra help. And I said, well, it's my apartment and I really want to like stay there and go back there. And she tells me, well, that sucks. Looks like you're gonna have to find somewhere else to stay for a few months. Right. No, it, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm bringing awareness to the systems. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what the system tells them. You're not yeah. allowed to go near this person, even though it's your apartment so you're going to just have to find somewhere else to live. Yeah. Could care the F less where that is or what that looks like. Just show yeah. up next to your court date in yeah. three to six months. Right. Next. That's 
Yeah. Move on. Move along. Move along. And that is what I'm trying to bring awareness to. I am not complaining or criticizing or because we had that person said there's a fair. I'm trying from a heart centered space. Do I get passionate because I have zero or a hundred? I either sound super nice or I sound like I'm like not okay. (laughs) So, but that's like my passion because I can feel it in my heart space. I want to cry because I have been introduced to these systems and for these reasons to have awareness, to start to speak about it. Are we all going to be able to change it overnight? I would wish, I hope maybe one day, I'm not going to say no, but it's going to take more of us of being aware of these systems because this is just as much of part of the whole financial abundance wealth thing too there's no heart-centeredness in these systems there's no understand there's no worth it is just wealth but not in the health way it's Mm -hmm. i want to be on top because then my ego will feel so powerful and i can buy whatever i want i can get whatever car i want i can get whatever house i want and i can have the hottest girlfriend or the hottest guy I'm telling you, you meet those people, millions of pe- dollars, whatever, they finally, they have their house, they have the car, they have everything, and they still say there's something off, there's mm-hmm. something wrong. Then yeah. you meet the millionaires who have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, but have a heart-centered space. They're wearing Walmart clothes. They're shopping at Aldi's. They're... St- yeah, they'll have fine dining and do some nice things here, but they're just back to being a normal human being because they have the true authentic wealth in their heart space. You know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. it there's so much in this that we need to start paying attention to in our own lives, but also recognizing that these systems that we are basically having play God are not working for us. Yeah. No, they're not. I don't and know. That's where a lot right of my frustration is. Yeah. That they're working for. And so then looking at all of that, what do you believe are things that we can do to start moving towards resolutions or well, know, first and foremost, I think that the September 16th workshop that we're doing where we're gathering with other people with like-minded people and coming together and we're looking at our stories yeah first and foremost and our what we're telling ourselves and the feelings and the energies that we're holding around money because within me I feel a lot of fear and I feel a lot of guilt and I feel a lot of shame and I feel a lot of anger first and foremost at myself because I didn't make the best financial choices Second, at being a woman in this world where we're kind of taught that you have to have a man in order. A man is your access to money, whether it's your brother, your father, your husband. It's your access to money. So there's been so much of my life where I feel like I, it's like ingrained in me, like DNA. Like it's not my money, but I want money, but I'm not allowed to have money and it's not really yeah. mine. And if I do give it, oh, I should give it to somebody else because they know better than I do. And they can dole it out to me because I'm not going to be able to be in charge because I'll lose my money. I'm yeah. just not worthy of it really. So it's just finding those underlying belief systems, the under core beliefs that we have that have been created in us and that we truly believe about ourselves. So really investigating a lot of this, 
how do I feel about it? You know, and not in a judgy way, but just sit down and really say, okay, what is my story? What is my story here? What do I truly believe? You know, about money. What does my family truly believe about money? And just starting the investigation process, first and foremost, because you can't change something until you actually know what tangible there is to change, right? So just kind of getting real with yourself, truthful with yourself. And being real with yourself about the choices that you have made. So this was a big realization that I had this past weekend when my mom came out to visit me and recognizing the the way of energy in which what are you focused on are you focused on the lack and the frustration or are you focused on the abundance and the possibilities so for the longest time like I've been noticing these systems and I've been focused on how they're not working and that's been causing me to feel stuck and limited But now I can start to focus on the possibility of these programs shifting and changing as I shift and change, because I think some of it, too, is going to be humanity getting real with itself and recognizing, oh, shit, we kind of fucked up a little bit. But that's what I started. So first and foremost, you really do need to sit down and talk about how you fucked up your money. And be, and it's not like not in a beat yourself up way like you usually do. Lay it out, because if you... Because I would do this. I, when it came to my money, I could sit in a room filled, light-filled room about my, my suicidal thoughts, about my depression. I could sit in a light room filled with anxiety, certain things I've done in the past to, to with boyfriends that I couldn't used to sit with. Now I can sit. I, I could not turn the light on when it came to money. I could not. I could just sit in the dark, and I just kept doing the same thing over and over and over, being like, hope no one ever turns the light on. Yeah, and then right. finally, yeah. I was like, all right, I can't see anything here. It's getting pretty outrageous. I'm turning the light on. And I had to sit with the shame and the guilt and the anger that I had at myself first. But then that allowed me to see feeling those feelings. And I cried and I got angry and I had to tell my mom and I got to walk away because I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't mad at because, yeah, then there's your family and we do want to talk about that. But you have to get real with yourself because whether you were taught it or not, you have to get real with yourself. Yeah. Accept and it. not put the blame out there. Accept yeah. it. Exactly. So yeah. I had to accept that I've done some fucked up shit and that for my on my finances and I need to forgive myself. So is it over? No. Am I still working on the forgiveness? Yes. I just got brought to that place. But I can finally see the difference in the energy of I was focused on the death of money and not the life of money. The death of money is a debt destruction debt money is abundance prosperity actually having a savings account right having a a reservoir of life so i finally could see how i was so i've tried to kill myself it runs in the family of the mental health stuff the debt stuff on both sides like we came here from ireland after the potato famine lost everything came over here we're basically told that we were nothing and then we tried to make our way up and there's fam- familiar stuff in there. But to see how, kind of what you had said, it's our focus and our attention. If we can start to see that every day we wake up and we're scared and we follow that thread to, I don't have enough, I'm not going to pay this, whatever, whatever. 
that's going to create the same of that stuff. That's where I'm saying take responsibility for your energy around it yeah. and start to put it in a different direction. So yesterday, I, I've i signed up for a free personal finance course because I'm just going to – I was never taught that stuff ever. So I want to start to at least get the logistics behind some of that for myself. But that's also helping me bring that power back home. I'm taking – I'm doing something about this now. I'm not going to just pretend and act like I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to freaking figure it out. And whether it's personal fi- – I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but I'm taking my power back is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Find ways and find small steps that you can start to take your power back when it comes to that type of stuff. For yeah. me, it's going to be taking a personal finance course so I can yeah. start to look at things. Because another thing that's really big right now is investing. No one teaches you about investing unless you go and you look it up yourself because there's – there's stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Roth IRAs. That's a whole retirement thing for yourself that you can get that not many people talk about because it's not taught right away to everyone on mass scales. Yeah. So it's taken my power back because some of this the systems want you to have to be if you're underneath how who's going to pay the top people's bills? You know, you yeah. kind of have to that's where we are in a hierarchy here. Like yeah. that's that's also another thing. We can't sit around and pretend that these people care about us. It's a system that mm-hmm. is based on a pyramid. You're right. at the tippy top. You get all of it. At the bottom, you feed to the top. It's just yeah. how it works. Yeah. So making those small little steps for yourself of, okay, how can I take my power back? What information and wisdom do I need to gain to make better choices so I'm not angry at myself and I don't keep putting myself in the shit bucket because I didn't turn the light on? Yeah. Right. So finding and being real, like you said, being real with your feelings, then you can start to see how the systems are fucked up. And it's holistic. It's in a holistic approach as well. It's not just looking at one of those aspects because we could just try to come at it from a spiritual perspective and that's not going to work because then that's going to bypass the whole physicality of the abundance in this outer realm, which is where we live. We have to shine the light on that. We have to shine the light inside all the way around. It can't just be coming from one part in which I know that I will get sometimes caught up in the esoteric, the the stuff that is not the real. And then when I do turn a light on that, like when you were talking, I turned a light on my financial system and where... I, where do I put my, it's always been in my father. My father has always held my money, even so though he's he held mine have, too. I'm yeah. Not, that's the, the purse thing. strings. You can see the purse strings and that's where it's always been held outside of myself mm-hmm. in a place of lack because always wondering, well, does he like me today? Is he going to say yes to me today? Will he give me money today? That is, there's no power there. There is no power there. So like you said, I need to call that in. And when I when I shine a light there, I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's like, okay, here we go. And I don't want to do that. That doesn't make me feel good about myself. Then I feel like, oh, my God, I'm 56 years old. What? What? Mm-hmm. You know, so like you say, it doesn't and it doesn't matter where we are and when we start and whatever, because we are where we are. We have to accept that first. This is where I am. This is where I've given my power away. Sometimes knowingly, sometimes not knowingly. Sometimes, you know, there's lots of reasons that we do that. Right. 
But mm-hmm. the whole thing is, is that we just have to just get to a point to where we know. We know. Shine the light. What's really happening here? You shine the light on and all the little things start scurrying around. And you're just like, oh, God, this is really what's going on here with me. Okay. This is what I needed to do in order to start. And that's where you begin. And like you said, then you say, okay, well, what can I, what can I do about that? If I want to take, bring my power back in, how do I do that? I do some really uncomfortable things. The next mm-hmm. time my dad says to me, hey, here you go. You want, I say, no, that's okay. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I did do that a couple of weeks ago. He was like, oh, let me buy that for you. And I was like, no, no, I got this. I have money. And I thought to myself, whoa, where did that come from? Because I've never done that before. Anytime he's ever tried to buy something, even I have $100 in my pocket and he's going to buy it for me. Oh, yeah, that's what he does. That's the system I live in and we have created. That's our energetic relationship. He buys me things and I'm so grateful. And I'm so, so grateful. Thank you, sir. Can I have some more? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I said, no, I'm good. And I paid for his stuff, too. I said, put your stuff right up here, Dad. I'm going to get that for you. And he's like, oh, okay. And he let me do it. And the whole dynamic shifted. And I felt powerful. And he felt better, I could tell. He didn't say anything. But he felt good about that, letting me buy it. A little part of him kind of went, oh. But then he was, oh. And then he softened into it because he's becoming softer. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we can slowly start to change, you know, how we feel in our in our relationship with abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also noticing what we already have because I'm like beating myself up because I've been given a lot of money in my life, right? And then all of a sudden it seems like it's just gone. And it's like, but... Now I'm not looking at how it's gone. I'm laying there and I'm being in my practice and I'm noticing how I've been given so much and that I will be again and that I have a house and I have a bunch of shit in my house. You know, like I'm not, I started to look really at things, you know, like do I struggle yeah, the sometimes? Reality, the yeah, truth. Yes. yes. But I have a computer. I have, I can have access to, I can do this podcast. I, I have abundance in so many different areas and an abundance isn't just money. And so I started to realize too, like money is the middleman. You know, what do I really want? I want to be able to go on a trip. I don't want the money to possibly be able to go on the trip. I want to be able to go there. I want to be able to have certain things that is going to make my life more comfortable. So instead of worrying about bringing in the money for that thing, I'm going to just bring that thing into me. Yes. So maybe maybe I'll get it for free. Why am I always fixated on yeah. the money? Maybe yeah. someone has an extra car that they don't yeah. need anymore and I just happen to win it. I don't yes. know. Like there's other ways that things can come into our lives. Yes. And so I'm opening up the windows and the doors within myself to how can I be surprised and how can I be blessed for having things coming into my life that I want, that I align with, that I resonate with, and I don't have to have a middleman money to talk about it too. Yeah. Because then that that's not going to help. It's it's we're always yeah. trying to manifest money, and then you get, and then I do. I'll find a dollar, and then it's gone. Yeah, because exactly. then I'm like, cool, a dollar. I'm gonna yeah. go buy a candy bar. Yeah. Like, and then I forget. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I can manifest 
that. It's just, I don't want to manifest the middleman anymore. Yeah. I want to manifest me and those experiences mm-hmm. and the blessings and the love. And sometimes that'll be money that gets me to there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that'll be it's free or mm-hmm. something comes through or a friend of mine happens to know someone who gets me there, like yeah. whatever it is. So it, it's it is, not yeah. always one route, which is, yes. I need money. That's mm-hmm. the only route that we're all open to right yeah. now. And I'm like, hmm. Let me see if there's other routes. Yeah. It's so the totality to... of abundance is what yeah. it is. Being open to the totality of abundance, of things coming into my life. Yeah. So first and foremost, open, turn the light on, self-forgiveness. Start looking at it. Get real. Get real with your patterns. Get real how you take advantage of other people too. How you're taking advantage of, how you take other take advantage of other people. Because even though you may not feel like you're taking advantage of your father, because that was the that was what was created for you to step into there's still times where like you said you'll have the hundred dollars in your pocket yeah, you know you can afford it and i'm a freaking adult i can say no at any moment i'm not a yes. child anymore yeah exactly so as adults yeah i mean children you yeah so there's turning the light on practicing self-forgiveness though then that's the loan you're looking for yeah because how many forgiveness loans are out there right yeah. for debt mm-hmm. i could cry right now if yeah. you look at the energy of it, yeah, we want forgiveness because that debt is something that we didn't, we don't feel good about. Yeah, no one feels good about having debt. It's something that we, I tell myself sometimes, which I believe a lot of us have debt in this world right now, in a lot of ways after COVID and stuff. But there's a part of myself that's like, ooh, we can't get into a relationship. We can't. No one else can come into our life because yeah. then they're gonna find this big secret, and you mm-hmm. have student loan debt, and and. Okay, so does everyone, you yeah. know, but it, it becomes a block to having love in my life mm-hmm. because I don't forgive myself for some of the debts that I have. So then it blocks so many other things from coming into my life yeah. because I take my worth and I base it on the financial external view of me, of what right. society, if society shined a light on me, I would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So practicing self forgiveness, you don't need a forgiveness loan. You need to practice self-forgiveness, practice that, then find action steps to take your power back. So like for me, I'm going to take a personal finance course. I've never done it. Maybe it's not for you, but for me, I want to know. I want to, I need the logical, because it is, we could spiritual bypass anything. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not spiritual bypassing things. I need to, if I'm going to have children, I want to teach them how to physically do it and how to manifest it. And yeah. do the spiritual work around it. Yeah. I've done the spiritual work. I'm working on the manifestation. I got to physicalize. And this step in the physical world by me taking this course is going to show myself and the world, okay, she's really gaining the wisdom. Yeah, she's serious about this. She's not just talking about it. She's actually doing something about it. And that's what manifestation is. You take that yeah. physical step, then you're yeah. met. And then the last exercise that I'll share, I've only been doing this for four days. No yeah, three, four days, is instead of calling, like I was talking about calling your energy back home, I've switched it now because I've called my energy back home and my power back home for a good month. And a lot of wonderful things have happened to me. Now I'm calling my money back home to me because it's something that is kind of like we talked on the episode that's airing today of how we, if we feel like we can't hold it, oh, I'm getting mad, mad chills. I just got something big. If we can't hold it within ourselves, just like Catherine said, we put it outside of ourselves and have other people hold it. So like you said, 
who's holding your money? Your dad's yeah. holding your money. Yeah. My mom's holding my money and your dad's holding her money. So yeah. it's, it's, he's holding <laughs> yeah. my money. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause we were taught that. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that are, have held my money or I put my worth in things. If mm-hmm. I, if I finally get that car, then I'm worth something. That car yeah. is holding my worth and yeah. it can hold my worth for 30 years. I don't yeah. want it. I don't want that car to hold my worth anymore yeah. or that house or if and whens to hold my worth. So I started calling my money back. And why I'm doing money is because money has the biggest trigger for me. Yeah. It brings up yeah. the most emotion. Because if I try yeah. to call my worth back, yeah. it doesn't feel I, – I know on a level I'm worthy as a being. Mm. Okay. But in this physical reality, I still question myself based on my money. Right. And that's where my biggest forgiveness is. Mm. So in this physical reality, I do attach the worth – to money so I need to deal with the money but if I were to like I said if money wasn't a part of this I would already be on a plane somewhere else I really would I would be going somewhere and doing something because I need a vacation (laughs) (laughs) right so like I would be doing more things Mm -hmm. and I would already have the car and I would already have the house and I probably would have already gotten pregnant with a child seriously because I'm not and that's also another thing I want to have a child I'm not going to bring it into this world right now Yeah. With where I believe I'm at with money Mm -hmm. and whatever. So I started to call my money home to me. Mm -hmm. And then that's not like it's not there. It's like when you call your power back, you know what's out there and it's on its way back to you. Right. And then I found a dollar. Yeah. Nice. We were cleaning out my car. I found a dollar that I didn't know was there. And and then I've been finding little coins here and there. So it's starting with a dollar and some coins and some change. But it's starting. Yeah. Like we found a quarter the other day and I told my mom, get that. That's going to be for laundry. Yeah. She picked up the quarter. It was on the street and it was a quarter yeah. and I always need quarters. Yeah. So it's like I've started to create and pull that in. So now nice. I know that thousands and thousands are going to come in. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. So that's how I would start it because I'm all about embodying. Yeah. We need to do the embodiment. We can't, we're not going to transcend and go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We're actually we're here. bringing we're it here, here, people. We're here. We are we're here. anchoring it in yes. here. We're anchoring it in here. Exactly. So I hope that's yeah. helpful because I'm still working on it. But I really do yeah. recommend that you come to our September 16th. I was I why I'm doing this work is because I'm going to be part of the workshop and I got yes. a virtual retreat called the Triple Goddess Women's Circle Virtual Retreat for Financial Abundance. Yep. Redefining wealth. Redefining wealth. And that's what, yeah. And that's what got this whole thing sparked for us because we're right there with you. We have the same issues around abundance and money and all that. And we recognize that. So we want to heal ourselves as we help others to come in as a collective, you know, as a community. And talk about these things. Shine the light. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to shine the light for ourselves and for everybody else. And just help facilitate that whole um, beautiful, what would I call it? Circle? Yeah. It's, like a, it's an energetic circle is what Energetic, yeah. The we're, energy. we're taking you through the yeah. energy. Like kind of we just talked about turning the light on. 
looking yeah. at things and the than steps. taking you. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes yeah. full circle for you. Yeah. And as a women's circle, it's not going to be like <clears throat> just your normal workshop where we are there and we talk at you, blah, 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 which is, has its place and it's wonderful. But that's not what this is. This is a women's circle. We're not above anybody. We are in circle with you facilitating because, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we facilitate. Well, at least we've kind of started it. We're and like we have five started steps. it and we might be a few steps. Yeah. Yeah. In front of, but maybe people that join us might be a couple of steps uh, steps ahead of us. And that's what I'm hopeful of too. I'm going to be able to learn from some of these women that come in and that's going to just spur me forward. And that's another thing that it's not just us, you know, teaching and whatever. It's going to be all of us together. That's kind of yeah. what I want to get across as a community. Yeah. And um, we're also, that's what I want to get across too, is the embodiment. Just help. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've done the spiritual work and you're still like, okay. Yeah. Now what? Helping yeah. embody it. Yes. Yeah. In so a that's healing huge. Way. It's huge for us. This is our first circle with um, our podcast guest, Lauren Wittig, who was in episode 24. I'm not sure. She's back there, Lauren Wittig. Um, she's a, a, a master storyteller and she runs women's circles. That's uh, one of the things that she does. And she asked us to be a part of this triple goddess woman circle. And we've been, um, you know, getting this all ready for everybody. And it's happening on September 16th. And we're super excited about it. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes so people can um, go take a look at that and what it's going to be about and sign up if they want to. There's going to be three ways to do it. So don't feel like, you know, it's this big, huge cost. That, no, there are three different um, versions of this retreat that you can uh, get involved in. And um, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I think it's just a really good thing to be doing right now. Just for all of us. Just to come together. And that's what's going to help is the energy of it first. Energy is always first. And then everything kind of goes around it. Yeah. Builds around exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll put, um, of course, people that might be listening for the first time, Sydney has uh, written a book called Cleanse Your Energy. And I'll put that link in the show notes too. So if you're interested in um, looking at ways to cleanse your energy, it's a step-by-step -step guide um, to do that. So yeah. yeah. That, oh, was good. That, was, that was good. Yeah. We thought we were going to have a guest and we didn't. And we didn't know what we were going to talk about, but we had started talking about this with Lauren earlier today, getting our whole, um, you know, format figured out. So it just was kind of a nice little uh, thing that was already there in our, in our energy field that just kind of happened. So I feel good about it. Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for showing up here for us today and uh, for yourselves and for this beautiful planet that we call home. And um, yeah, we're going to see you then next time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you would like to find out more about our Triple Goddess Women's Circle focusing on financial abundance that's happening on September 16th, 2023, you can find the link in the show notes. Thanks again, and we will see you 